0: Sie hören Sport und Musik. It's John Brooks! It's John Brooks for the USA! The spiel is out! Deutschland ist Weltmeister! In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it. Fussball, bringing you inside the German American Fussball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Yeah! Yeehaw! Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah,
0: Jawohl! The Bundesliga hey. is wieder da.
1: It's zurück. The Bundesliga is zurück. It's wieder da. It's wieder da. We have a big weekend. We have MLS action, but the, we had a big deal over in Europe as the Bundesliga came back with a bang, or did it? And then, of course, we also had the English league starting <laughs> up. We got it? Americans and Germans doing well in the opening weekend over there. Shout out to Pascal Gross. Shout what out ger- to Brandon oh,
0: Aronson. I was going to say, what Germans were doing well? Pascal Gold. Right. Is course, he German?
1: Uh, let me Google that right now. But he sank, uh, oh, who you he s- he sank Manchester he, United. Isn't, isn't he Swiss? Uh, well, if he's Swiss. Brighton? Whatever, bro, he's oh, he's cousin. German. You're right. Oh, I oh he's German. Know that. I didn't oh, Google okay. it. He's from, where's he from? He's from, uh he or something? Uh,
0: Mannheim.
1: From Mannheim. But what's his born club? In, born in Mannheim. Hoffenheim, Ingolstadt. And now he's Ingolstadt. a bright boy. Scored two goals to sink Manchester United, if my memory serves. Yeah, so, man, yeah, they,
0: yeah. They're, they, they, um We're not a Premier League podcast, but oh. I, I have, I, I watched that game, and the, the, the. I, you know, there was so much talk about the new coach and this is new era, and and then they line up right. Fred and McTominay as the double pivot, and that like was always? just that was just terrible last season. I was like. I hadn't paid attention really. I'm not a United fan. So I, but then as I saw this lineup, I was like, that needed, that would, that definitely needed fixing. Like with with all the things, those two are not a good, uh, uh, they, I mean, first of all, if as as soon as Ronaldo's in, but even with, even without Ronaldo starting, they had so much, there's so much ground to cover because the, the front line is so spread out. And then and Fred and Mc, they just did not do it. And I was like, that is just not the thing.
1: Anyway. Uh, they have more to work on than just the players, Troy. I think we've... Like, like Manchester United mm-hmm. has broken players and coaches for the last 10 years. They've just broken them. No one's ever recovered from that place. And... It's it's a it's a I think it's a big serious deep rooted toxic issue that's going on over there, and I don't think Eric Tenhawk can do much about it. But that's my hot take. It's only been one week. I just wanted to give a special shout out to Pascal Goose. As if we could talk about the English Premier League, we get to talk about Germans and uh, Americans. Yeah, uh, but more more importantly, have you noticed a difference in my appearance, uh, Bjorn? My technical, you have a
0: yeah, where we we have uh, a we look at you from this very flattering high angle now.
1: Yeah, well, flattering is nice. You can see exactly how bald I am. It's like (laughs) no hair there. Uh, It shows more of my dirty room, so I'm blurring it out a little bit. But uh, after many months of ignoring my sweet new machine, I'm finally on my new hog. I'm on my new setup here. Uh, So for those of you watching at home, or, or watching the tape, you get me an HD, baby. You get oh. me a widescreen HD. Oh, um, there you go. And hopefully, maybe yes. less interruptions. I don't know. You
0: are, you are sharper, um, but it's also a different the angle is different, right? Oh, it's just a That's, different camera.
1: It, it is. It's a little higher and it's got a little bit more of a wider angle. So there's more of me to see and love. But uh, I'm still fiddling with. I got the blur on. I can also I finally with this kind of quality, I can finally play with my backgrounds. So for instance, if I want to go to who is this? Was this Pellegrino Matarazzo's house? I forgot. Yes. I'm at Pellegrino's house. No, this is yeah.
0: Robert Lewandowski's house. Oh Robert In Lewandowski's Pol- house. Yeah. Who's not there anymore?
1: He left. <laughs> oh, who's the who's the who's this was someone's apartment, right? Who is this?
0: Uh yeah, that was the the um oh the uh
1: for the listeners at the, home, I'm changing my visual back. The
0: NYCFC kid, what was his name? The the young the young signing. Carlos um, Magno? No, no, that. the kid that the youngest signing ever. Oh, the fourteen
1: year old or whatever. He
0: he recently made his debut for M, for NYCFC pro, uh, pro two for NYCFC two in the in the MLS Next Pro league. Hi, right, is this I thing will, on? Uh, uh, I will figure out what his name is.
1: No, you don't need to. Look at these um, losers. Half of the people behind me right now do not play for NYCFC anymore. They're all gone. Uh, that's the photo of the winners last year. There's that's a brick not wall. true.
0: That's not true. It's not. Oh, you're half right. About of them.
1: Three, three quarters are gone. Three quarters are gone. Um, it's, it's only well. Anyway. Anyway. It's anyway. Just, anyway just, uh, just wanted to say, I got my new rig. Got my new hog on because it's a new season of the Bundesliga, and I wanted to get extra ready. Now, Bjorn. Does it seem like a lot is going to be different this year than it was last year?
0: I mean, certainly any kind of rumors of Bayern's vulnerability have been uh, <laughs> have been so far exaggerated. Um, yeah, I just want to say
1: play. about 30 minutes into the new season, it's like, well, Bayern's going to win an 11th. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that lasted 20 minutes. Uh, it's like, there you go. Uh, I know it's just one game, but Eintracht Frankfurt are the defending Europa League champions. A new look. Oliver Glasser, Mane Götze. They're coming out swinging. In-home, in Frankfurt. And by mention, Lewandowski lose Without Lewandowski, destroys him with the hammer. Six to one. Six to eins. Yeah. Sadio, uh, Sadio Mane, Mane, Sadio Mane
0: is going to be good in the Bundesliga. <laughs> Not that that is a particularly... Uh,
1: Africa Radic- player
0: of the year, p- yeah. particular particularly radical take, but yeah, he's going to be good, and right. uh, um, yeah, that Bayern, yeah, I had some doubts about that Bayern midfield with Zabitza starting, but yeah, whatever problems they're going to have this week was not was not it. Although Dortmund answered with a transfer, you heard about this. Ah, uh, man? Maybe not. Who? you're your man? You're one of your favorites
1: are they getting Anthony? Um, what's his Anthony, name? Anthony Modest. Anthony Modest, Anthony oh, Modest is going.
0: It's going to Dortmund. Yeah,
1: that's big news. I did not hear that. I mm-hmm. I, I didn't check up on news today, unfortunately. Uh, I guess in response to Sebastian Hallard, uh, uh in, Yeah, uh, which uh, I don't. I
0: don't know. He had a yeah. He has a a, a cancerous testicle, and so I thought that. um uh, I thought that maybe that wasn't going to be a long-term problem, but I guess he is out. He's going to be out for a while, and so they got a replacement, Anthony Modest. That's Anthony the real Modeste, deal. He has. Uh, he said he was very conflicted. Of course, he loves Cologne, but this is also it's an opportunity. So he's going, and uh, yeah, Into we'll there. see. And they they beat they beat Bayer Leverkusen sort of convincingly. I thought, even though it was a one. Mm-hmm. One nil, one nil win, one zero win.
1: Marco Reus, healthy and scoring, so that's good. So Dortmund got the three points, but yeah, it was also by Leverkusen. By Leverkusen are not pushovers, so that was sort of a that was sort of an yeah. early mini classico live on ABC American network television, which I will never do. Yeah, yeah, I, love, yeah, yeah. That. I no, love that. I love that. Uh, I on American network television.
0: I was yeah. interested in that in that game because those are the you know. They're kind of the the contenders right. for the for first ascendant,
1: perhaps. And there's uh, one other. There's one other contender. Do you know who they are? RB Leipzig. RB Leipzig. So Borussia Dortmund, RB Leipzig, and then Bayer Leverkusen coming in as like a dark horse. Those are the three teams that can be called on to knock Bayern München off their throne. Now, granted, it's the Bundesliga. So there's always a Leicester City waiting to happen. Be- before Bayern Munich started their 10-year dominance, Wolfsburg won, WD Bremen won, Stuttgart won, Bayer Leverkusen mm. almost won, Borussia Dortmund, Dortmund had a couple Dortmund titles in there. And that yeah, was their yeah, big- yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of variety in other teams winning before Bayern Minchin's dominance. Kaiserslautern, I guess that was a long time ago. That point. was what, like 93 or 96 that was, or 98? was in the 90s, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. 90s, but still with Stefan Effenberg, right? Wasn't he part of that team? Am I wrong? Kaiser Kaiserslautern team? Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think, don't think so. Stefan Effenberg. Know. Maybe Tom Dooley was part of that team, the great American team captain of Thomas Dooley. Yes, uh, that's true.
0: He was part of that.
1: Uh, who um, is the head coach of the Philippines. We should get him on here, the great schnitzel man himself, Tom Dooley. Uh, <laughs> we should get him on here. He was recruited. He's a German player born and raised to a German mother and a German stepfather in Germany. And a U.S. scout went to a game and saw his name was Tom Dooley. So asked him about it. And he's like, yeah, my American service father banned me when I was a baby. What else is new? Mm. And technically I have a U.S. passport. She's like, great, you're team captain. And then he became team captain throughout the 90s, the 1990s. Uh, I think scoring that great goal that beat USA beat England 2-0 in the early 90s, I think Tom Dooley, I want to say scored one of those goals. Could be wrong. But anyway, shout out to Schnitzel, one of the original Sh- OG Schnitzel boy himself, Thomas Dooley. Good luck out there in the Philippines, my friend. Um, and uh, yeah, RB Leipzig
0: Taoni got a tie at uh, at Pellegrino Matarazzo's team, VfB true. Stuttgart. You so know what already already drops. dropping points.
1: Yeah, speak of drops, I'm missing my drops. Oh, Pellegrino.
0: We're <shriek> Ma- de- Raj. Raj. So, next, next week
1: next week. Next, next week next week we're going to do it again um, yeah Nino. so that
0: wasn't and RB Leipzig Conrad Leimer was not in the squad which sort of fueled further speculation that he was going to that he's going to Bayern Bayern so,
1: is he linked to Bayern wasn't he also linked he was linked to Bayern right I was about to say Chelsea but mostly okay Oh, Laimer uh, to Chelsea Maybe I made that up. Pretend I didn't say that. Pretend I didn't say that. But Yeah.
0: Who you know who's coming? We Timo. talked about it. Last week. Timo's official. Timo. I think yeah, Timo and is
1: not alone. I think it's a transfer. No, it's a, it's a permanent, it's permanent like, transfer. I'm back, baby. Which is great news for RB Leipzig's campaign to be the brand new Bundesliga champion as they've never won the Bundesliga. And uh, more power to them. Uh, they have Timo Vana and Christopher Nkunku got off to a start opening his account as he was the big bright starlet of their team last <laughs> season. Uh, and he scored the one goal. Unfortunately, they dropped two points because the Pellegrinos, those ma- those mangled Stuttgart boys, getting in there, getting their draw. Good on them. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Dortmund had, excuse me, Bochum had a little bit of a rough opening weekend against Mainz, I believe. Or am I wrong? It was four to one. No,
0: you're you're right. It was two, it was two to one. It was oh, not that it uh, was not that uh, decisive, drag. but it was. Uh, no, you're thinking of Augsburg. Augsburg really right. had a rough had a had a rough outing. Lost four <laughs> zero at home to Freiburg. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. the Bochum game was close, but yeah, it's gonna be. You know this this. Um, the second year is gonna to be tough. I don't think. Um, I mean, and mine's was our first home game last year, too. And we won that one. This one, this one we lost. So already, already feels different. And um, yeah, the team just hasn't. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last time. There's a whole new midfield. There's a lot of people stayed, but also a lot of people left. There's just a little bit less competition on all the spots, and definitely. The interior defense has gotten worse. We have with Leitch and Bella Kochup, the two starters both leaving, their replacements have some work to do. And uh, the midfield, yeah, there's it's it was offensively a little toothless. Uh, the goal was a bit of a, you know, it was a bit of a fortunate uh, cross that went in kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, it doesn't bode well. I mean, I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried about them. I've said it. I was worried last year and then they did well, but I think the the squad has not improved. No. Um, And they've lost a a bunch of of players, and here we are. So, already already back to the wall right from the beginning.
1: What's the German equivalent for the term sophomore slump? Is there something like that? Like a sophomore slump? Just a second year slump. Because like, um, it's common. The, the, the thing with promotion and relegation for small clubs to make their way up. Usually there's, a, there's that first season boost. Not for everyone. Go to is a perfect example. Some clubs are just outclassed and can't handle it like Go to Uh But Valfa Bochum went in the Bundesliga and they punched above their weight and they had a great season. They really got some the points they needed. But a lot of that had to do with, I think, the moment more than actual decision-making. Because now here in the second season, that energy is wearing off. And you're matching that with the fact that you've gotten rid of some of your players. So as opposed well, that's, to strength of them.
0: I mean, so. that's the thing, you know, we, we, they, there was, um, uh, there weren't a ton of, you know, there were a, a, none of, a lot of the team didn't change from the second Bundesliga. They had a, t- a couple of key, um, they got a couple of key reinforcements and they had some younger players uh, that stepped up. But then, you know, it happens what always happens to Bochum. Then it becomes, they. then they become other people's bargains.
1: Right. The, bargain these, shop. These,
0: yeah. yeah these, these, you know, Polter, Sebastian Polter went to Schalke. Mm-hmm. Um, Leitch is in, uh, where is he? In Hoffenheim or Wolfsburg. Like, you know, right. I see these players all over the place. Pantovic.
1: Um, Eric Winaldo so, went to San Jose Clash. Yeah. yeah. Just keep losing and losing them.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a
1: little while ago, um, was just that was, but this is what
0: happens. It's a small budget team, and so when when players they, do well, then they they have other options, and they, they go to Dortmund,
1: get, they go to Bayer Leverkusen, they get paid more.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, they get paid more Somewhere elsewhere. Else. So we lost a bunch of we lost a bunch of people, and then we got some reinforce some replacements, but we'll see. We'll see if it comes together quickly.
1: You think they could be savvier, right? If if I'm a club like Manchester City, let's say, or Manchester United, or one of those, big, or Barcelona or something, Faalfa Bochum would be a perfect club to loan my young up and comers. Like like a Ricky Puig, you know, I was going to LA Galaxy, which we'll talk about later. Like a young Barcelona starlet who isn't really playing first team, can't break the first team, was competitive, but he needs good minutes somewhere else. Like if I'm Faalfa Bochum, I would want to go and loan, get get two or three of those players on loan you know, to play with us for a season. I think that could be a good way to supplement to get some talent in your squad for a short period of time. So Falafel, Bochum are in this great position to maybe – because just being in a top flight, maybe you can be a little savvier uh, as far as that stuff goes um, because if you're not spending money, which you never do, <clears throat> you need to get players somehow. Maybe be a little bit more no, and that's market. that's yeah. that's
0: generally that's generally part of their approach. I mean, last year they had Leuven and and right. Elvis Resbichai. They they played a lot of minutes, both of them, and they were both on loan. Yeah,
1: that's and, and uh, Leuven, Where did Leuven end up? St. Louis. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. He chose St. Louis, Missouri, which has no soccer over Bochum. So that's that's weird. I mean, I mean, good good on. I know it's exciting and stuff, but if I'm far from Bochum, I'm like. Why are <laughs> why is anyone sticking around? I don't know. Uh, but again, well, because they don't have money. That's why. Well, that this actually leads to a very big topic that we did not that I did not warn you ahead of time. But this is something. This is a bigger issue that maybe we can talk about in a bit. I'll save that. I just want to run down the other one or two of the other score lines. Um, so, Faoufa Bochum opening loss to Minds two to one we wish him the best. It's just the opening weekend. And also this season's particularly odd as it started a little earlier than usual, a little bit less of a preseason. Right. It's going to be a bigger break in the middle of the season. So brace yourself for a relatively odd season in general. You know, Jorgen Club yeah. came out and said like, these players are going to be mentally exhausted. They have to play in the English Premier League five days later, which I also think is freaking nuts. And it's like, you know, we just got ourselves a little bit of a season today. Um, I want to talk about at least two other games. Um, the mo- Particularly, we had the Berlin Derby. The Berlin oh, your man, Derby. your man.
0: Your man, uh, your man, your man. Sibachew,
1: Pifak. P. Fock scored a great opening goal. He scored mm-hmm. a goal at the Cup last week. He scored his opening debut in the Bundesliga. The dude scored goals, man. I, I know it hasn't been working for the U.S. men's national team for him, but he's got to be on that twenty-six. He's got to be coming, just at least a spark off the bench or something. He's the only American player who's scoring at a high level right now, consistently over the last year, year and a half. So um, I just want to say shout-out to Union Berlin. Talk about savvy business moves. When it comes to Bochum and their business moves, Union Berlin are, I think, cream of the crop when it comes to small-budget business. They have been on point over the last few seasons with everything. They're losing their bigger players didn't bother them. They've got European football uh, this season, I believe. Whether it's the Conference League or Europa League, I don't exactly remember per, per se. But um, and then they opening against their rivals, Hertha Berlin, they win three uh, one. So their season's off to a great start. And Union Berlin is the club that just keeps on giving. You know, uh, they they're just so astute at scouting and punching above their weight. And I heard recently on a podcast that Union Berlin. Surpassed Hatta Berlin with the amount of club members they have. Mm-hmm. They're now the more popular club in Berlin to Hatta, which which is very surprising, as they were quite the small club, not only not five ten years ago. So, um, good on you, Union Berlin. Keep it going, and Pifak, P- keep knocking in those goals. Make it impossible for Bearhalter to ignore you. Like Steve Martin once said, "Make yourself so good that it's impossible to ignore you." Undeniable.
0: Make yourself undeniable. undeniable. Yeah, no, that's good. He's uh yeah, he's that's definitely true. Uh, if we're talking about uh, U.S. men's national team, briefly, <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you see our man
1: Zach Steffen's? Uh, <laughs> well, I would love. That's yeah. That's, I, thank you for that it up. It's not just Zach Steffen. Did you see U.S. men's national team goalkeeper Sean Johnson over the weekend? What happened to him? He gave, he, he gave up a goal straight to the Columbus crew. Had a terrible save, terrible turnover. let throw it right on the Columbus crew. Columbus crew came back at him, scored a goal. Total blunder from Sean John. So you tune over to England. It's like, well, Zach Steffen's playing Middlesbrough. And, oh, boy, Zach Steffen with, I think, not one, but two huge blunders that game. I know there was that well, one. Well, there,
0: there was one huge whiff, yeah. I mean, box. I think –
1: so I think, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, I'm obviously Sean Johnson did not have a great game, which is too bad because I was ready to continue promoting him as the That's right, as the number as the number one for Qatar. This is part of his average. He does this once a year. Once a year, he'll have like one real howler. So we got that out of the way. Now we can go back to score us, get another get another shutout streak going. Maybe,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, but Zach Steffen's had a rough couple games in Middlesbrough. and Zach but this Steffen, is why he needs to play. Zach,
0: Zach Steffen, no, but Zach Steffen has been consistently
1: bad. Right? No, you're right. You're right. He does not need to consistently play to get better, though. I think his consistent badness. But then, if he's always bad, a little then why
0: would you get him more? Uh, I mean,
1: well, his his bad like he hasn't been consistently playing. So when he gets opportunities, he's bad. He gets blunders. That's true. I think for a goalkeeper, they need to be consistently playing. But yeah, he's, he's unless he significantly improves or goes also on a little mini clean sheet streak right through the World Cup, I don't see any reason to play him. I mean, he is just a blunder and a half. I don't he's think he casual. should be
0: on the roster. Why is he even? Why is he even in the discussion? Like he has been significantly well, worse. He's yeah. been significantly worse like over a period of time over w- worse than certainly Matt Turner, who who right. you know we'll see we'll see he's, how many he's opportunities yeah. he's, he's what he's gonna get, and, and yeah. Sean Johnson and Stefan Frey and right. you know, like a bunch of I mean you could name I could name probably three or four people that I would pick over him at
1: this point. Well, the big choice would be Gaga Stolina. If you had to pick three Ga- goalkeepers, it'd be Ga- Matt Ga- Turner. And Sean. Is,
0: hes too young for this one. He's Oh, no, I agree. He That's has, why he's I think Zach him, he's gonna
1: get the nod. But um, uh, there's just no other. Like it would be random to replace him. I, I mean, if anything, you do Sean Johnson, Ethan Horvath, Matt Turner. That's what you would do. But Ethan sure. Horvath was also full of blunders. He's been in good shape lately. He's had a couple of good games for for Luton Town. For Luton Town, I don't know if you said Luton, I'm probably right. Luton Town. I mean these and, are
0: also it's like, you know, these guys keep sort of dropping
1: Yeah, a goalkeeper situation <laughs> kind like getting into the only Rock Solid keeper we have isn't playing. It's Matt Turner. Because Matt Turner is was always my favorite. He is rock solid. But now he's yeah. not playing. So who know will that wither him out? Will it deteriorate him a little bit? We'll see. Zach Stefan definitely needs to improve. You're very right. He is he is just he's too casual on the ball, bad turnovers. His last three games have been the Man City final where he fluffed up the FA Cup, right? And then these two games for Middlesbrough where he turned over a couple pretty bad goals. So he is quite great. the liability. I mean, if he doesn't watch out, he'll be dropped at Middlesbrough, he be sitting on the bench there. Um, uh, Sean Johnson, despite his blunder over the weekend, has been solid. Ethan Horvath is looking pretty good. And like I said, hopefully Matt Turner doesn't weather too much. But a goalkeeper situation for the U.S. Men's National Team as part of this U.S. Men's National team. Bundesliga break <laughs> is uh is not looking great. I think our future is bright with Matt Turner and Gaga Solina, but as of far as far as right now, no, it's not looking amazing. It's not looking amazing. Uh it's just so funny because in the past that's been the one bright spot on our national team. There's a rock solid case. Yeah, Miller I mean, histor- it's Peter historically. I think it's yeah.
0: I think it's still a strength. I think Matt Turner will be uh i think he has to be the number one i mean uh if since sean johnson gets no respect he has uh hey no respect
1: Hey, got no respect realistic realistic
0: realistically it's going to be matt turner
1: yeah i agree i hope it's matt turner i think i think i think it's looking like it will be matt turner or maybe some fakakta rotation thing maybe everyone gets a game in the opening group who knows No Um,
0: way! You're gonna have a starting keeper for the for the.
1: That's the fun. For For England, it's Matt Turner. For Wales, Zach Steffen. Uh, For Iran, Sean Johnson, baby. That's how we do it. Rotate it, rotate it, and then and then for round of sixteen versus Brazil, whoever, it's um, Ethan Horvath because we brought four goalkeepers. You're Um, gonna fly him in. (laughs) We fly him in. We do do, it is a 26 person roster. You know what? I should do next week, what you and I should both do is do the US and Germany roster if the World Cup were tomorrow and see what it looks like now. Maybe compare them in three months when the rosters are announced. You know, not a bad idea because there's 26, I believe. So there's 23, and you can put three bonuses. So that's why, like, Jordan P. Fox should at least get the 26th slot. You know what I mean? Why not? Uh, and then maybe get a fourth goalkeeper. I don't know why, but you know, maybe. You don't need um, a
0: fourth. You're not going to use a spot for a fourth goalkeeper? No.
1: I'm going to bring five because I'm a wild card. I'm going to bring a bunch of, I'm going to bring six goalkeepers. We're just you know, going to you know play what? every, everybody's just going <laughs> to play a goal. Everyone's going to get a chance to play a goal. Uh, but yeah, so that was our US special National Team break is brought to you by Castrol, pure motor oil or whatever. The only other, <laughs> back, to the, back to the Bundesliga. Right. Back to the Bundesliga. The only other real result I want to talk about. No, no, I guess there's two. One Freiburg Augsburg, Ricardo Pepe coming off the bench, I think, for some trash minutes. But overall, Augsburg just get destroyed by Freiburg. Yeah, they're uh, also
0: they're also in trouble, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, I think with the relegation thing is tough because you think, you know, both Bremen and Schalke right. are big clubs with big money. They definitely improve themselves. Uh they, so they're, they're not, you know, right like yeah. often usually the 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 teams who go up are immediate candidates for relegation. In this case, I don't know. Probably right. they they're both probably going to be pretty decent. So there's there's uh, there's a, not a, there's not a lot of obvious teams that are going to be in trouble. And I think Augsburg and Bochum are are two candidates to,
1: off to, to the races. I, I do. I am interested. However, Schalke, there's the other game I want to talk about. I mean, Werder Bremen and Wolfsburg got two to two. Wolfsburg's off a bad season. Werder Blayman's coming right back to the Bundesliga. So those are two kind of unknowns at the moment. They had a pretty solid 2-2 draw. Um, and then Schalke played Köln, uh, uh, and they lost 3-1 with a red card. Mm-hmm. Köln, and this was in Schalke? No, this was in Köln. But Schalke did yes. not have a, a triumphant return to the Bundesliga in their opening weekend. So, again, they're an interesting quantity to me because they had pretty good players on paper two seasons ago when they imploded, and no one knew what was going on. And then the second season, essentially, a lot of those same players uh, were very successful, did great, and, 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 and they won the Bundesliga last year, right? The Bundesliga 2. I believe Schalke were champions, if I'm not mistaken, right? They were champions. Anyway. Uh, and they bounced right back up, and now it's the same team that imploded two years ago, pretty much, so I'm curious exactly how they're going to do. If it's just a mentality thing, it's a psychology thing with them. I don't know. But they are quite the unknown quantity and they lost 3-1 to against Schalke over the weekend. Well, come, against yeah cone, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was a little bit of a... Too.
0: This was a little bit of a weird... I don't know that this is going to be representative for their... You know, they got an early... They they had... Uh, uh, they got an early goal that was then called back by VAR and then they got a pretty early red card which was in the, I guess... In the 35th minute. Right. And then they were, they were, um, then they were main down and still kind of hung in there. Um, but yeah, lost the game. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think they're going to be better than this result, perhaps. Uh, I
1: hope so. Because Sh- historically, Shalka always had the resources to do better, always. They could just never get their act together. Uh, now the resources are thin because they are like the Barcelona of Germany in that they've had massive debts and they've had to figure that out somehow or you know whatever whatever is going on with their financial situation it, it used to be healthy but it, as of late it has not been very healthy but you know they're Borussia Dortmund's rivals they match Dortmund they're they're, they're the Ruhrgebiet um, super rivals so the fact that Dortmund is 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 matching Bayern or trying to and Schalke is wallowing in the second division. I mean the Club Chaotic, I believe is their old nickname, right? Something like that. Sharker Club Chaotic.
0: Yeah, I mean, well and, and, and sort of considering the amount of of chaos that they had going on, it was it is surprising how quickly they were able to rebound. And so yeah, it could yeah. we'll see how good they're gonna be, but um yeah it's a to whole, what they, it's a whole-
1: It's a whole humboy could never dig themselves out of. They still can't dig themselves out of it. Right. Um, Humboy, a team that historically never were relegated. And since they've been relegated, they just can't get themselves back out of that. And they've had a rough two opening weekends in the Bundesliga Svi, I think. So, you know, uh, uh, good on Schalke for not falling under that path. And good on Veda Blamen for swinging right back up as well. Uh, The northern clubs are, we have a little bit more of a presence in the north now with Blamen. But,
0: and Bremen yep. getting a road point in Wolfsburg's respectable to That's start right. to start the start the year. Mönchengladbach might be pretty good. I don't know. What do we think? Pretty convincing, convincing right. win over, over Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim. Also, again, also with an early red card for them. So maybe uh also a little more um not as representative. Uh Joe Scali got the start. Is he going to make your team? Is he going to make your, your, your roster?
1: World Cup team? Maybe. And the reason I say maybe is because, again, there's, there's 24, 25, and 26. Mm-hmm. So, so traditionally when there would have to have been some tough cuts, now you're allowed to – essentially it means you had to add an extra defender, extra midfield, an extra forward. Mm-hmm. When, when you're going to bring an extra, extra three that you were going to bring earlier. So Joe Scali could easily fit that category as my wild card winger. You
0: know, and uh, and he has, uh, you know, he can play both sides. He can play on the left oh. and the right, so that makes right. him a little, a little more uh, flexible. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to do the numbers. Actually, I don't really even, I couldn't even tell you. But I think, yeah, he would definitely be. He's one of those players that are on the on the on that on that edge.
1: On that him bubble, and, on that cusp. Yeah. Him and
0: Jimmy Sands probably.
1: Yeah, I think Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Sands is a little bit lower on that, on that, on the, on the. Although level Jimmy there. Sands is
0: now a starter for Rangers, and he's a center back, this is the this is very, this is very interesting to me. I really don't think that that is his his best position in a right. in a, a center back in the in a four man back line. But I guess this is in a, this is a position where he his strengths do kind of are potentially valuable in the Scottish league where there is often a talent deficit and his passing, you know, he's been, there's been a lot of, uh, I think he's, he's really there to pass, you know, to be a right. a, a forward, a forward uh, moving center back. And so that'll be interesting to see. Um, But yeah, he's getting starts. So he may work his way back into that discussion as well.
1: Yeah, no, excellent. We got a lot of great, I mean, Molly uh, Tillman, Molly Tillman, his teammate at Rangers. Yeah. Also crushing over there. Maybe he'll get a last minute shot. A, yeah, he's, a, winner, he's
0: you know. well. He's, his position is a little deeper, maybe. But I but mean, also, Aaron Aaron Long Aaron Long has not been looking like he no. wants to make a he wants to make a World Cup roster.
1: Uh, John Brooks <laughs> has no club. Has, so. He's not even right. It's not even. I was gonna say, say even can, even I follow, can I recommend a foul? Can I recommend a foul for Bochum? Yeah, Brooks. Maybe can make way over to to, to Bochum. The last thing I saw was there was a tweet where he was linked to Al Saad, a Saudi Arabian club. And if John Brooks oh, goes boy. to Saudi Arabia, he'll get good money. But that stuff's done on TV. I mean, where do you see Al Saad? So I think that's it's him saying bye bye. Saudi Arabia is a way to say bye bye. Um, to be like, I'm going to go off and get the money. And more power to him. Perhaps. Uh, I mean, I'll take him here. The New York Rebels. I'm sure MLS. We'll talk about MLS later. But there's been some MLS moves. But the big, I want to I want to stick with the Bundesliga. I want to stick with Germany for a little bit more because it's the opening weekend. Yeah, we're the Schnitzel boys, so so we're talking Bochum. I'm ready. We're talking Dortmund. My big criticism of maybe or, or not criticism, but something that's been bothering me as of late with the Bundesliga in general, with the opening weekend with Bayern München destroying six to one. It seems like Bayern München is the only club in the whole league that doesn't depend on making money off of its players. They care more about the titles. Where a club like VfL Bochum or, or or Union Berlin or even Borussia Dortmund, they have to economically. They they have to put more effort into making money off their players for business reasons than, than Putting forth effort to actually win a title. It seems like the economics of the Bundesliga have become that clubs are being are, are just are just being very shrewd in the decision making for financial survival, signing players at a free or cheap or scouting them. You know, just all the decisions are based on how to keep things at a budget, including Borussia Dortmund. Borussia well, Dortmund had Erling Haaland. Oh, real quick, Erling Haaland the most exciting striker young in the world. And all they could think of is like, well, let's sell him to Man City and get the most money we can get out of him. Their motivation was to make sure they sold him for good money as opposed to strengthen him and maybe go for a run at the Bundesliga title. Fiscally, they had to do the, what they did. So my big sort of thing with the Bundesliga, with a club like Valfa Borgum and stuff is the sporting directors and the clubs have to put way more effort into breaking their books, even than focusing on competition and winning. Like Bayern, mentions the only club that can spend money to buy players to make their roster strong to go win all the titles. And I just don't love that. So my thing is, what can the Bundesliga do? What can the new DFB chief or the DFB chiefs they got coming in? I don't know if the new or old. What kind of changes can they do uh, to alleviate that a little bit? That would be my big proposition. That's sort of my big topic, Bundesliga topic of the week. All right. So what can they do? Well, I don't know. Firstly, what do you think of my assessment that all but Bayern Mention have to, out of necessity, worry more about shrewd business decisions to break even as opposed to strengthen their roster to go compete against Bayern Mention?
0: Well, I think the, the I think COVID is a huge factor still, you know, like all these, mm. all these clubs lost a ton of money and nobody is, uh, nobody's super flush. In Germany, you don't have that sort of endless influx of billionaire and or oil money that the Premier League kind of uh, um, takes advantage of. And so, and I think it's also uh, generally as a, Generally, culturally, and as a league, just sort of more financially conservative. So, um, I think that's really a big thing—the the COVID situation that just has has probably exacerbated the gap between Bayern and everybody else. Because Bayern, you know, has a lot of has a lot of fan, a lot of merchandise income, a lot of uh, uh, other sources of revenue that are less dependent. They're less dependent on gate receipts and people come into the stadium in a way that that other clubs are so that's just that's that's one
1: thing i would say and uh um what about the seven seasons before COVID?
0: yeah i mean i think this is also a this is a trend uh uh that you see everywhere, you know, the richer, the rich, the rich get right. richer and the the other teams have, have trouble keeping up because there is this endless cycle of more, right. you know, Champions League money and other. Um but I think and I think we've said this last team, it's also the onus is on these other teams. Dortmund has made more money from from outgoing transfers than I think any other team in Europe. And so they have they have the money to be competitive. They haven't had, and they have an ambitious squad this year. So, and you know, this is one, obviously the six to one in Frankfurt takes the air out of this a little bit, but I mean, we, it's one game. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I, although I do think the Spire team will be good, but,
1: I mean it's um, but it's a bigger issue. It's not one game. It's Bayern München are doing great. We get their commercial yeah. force. I mean what, where, what happened to Schalke? What happened to Dortmund? What happened to Bayern? But I think, where well, is it's poor,
0: history? you know, it's poor poor management. I think that's where yeah. and that's where these teams are are uh, under pressure. You can't like and we've talked about this before, you can't fault Bayern for having it for doing no, of it well. So. Everybody else great. needs to, everybody else needs to yeah. improve. And, but in Dortmund's uh, in Dortmund's defense if you're just looking at the squad they've, they're trying it's not like they're not the other thing I would the other thing I would say and this applies to the Bundesliga and and uh, um MLS as well we've talked about that before there is also you know like you have to also know I mean the Holland thing that you're bringing up I think that is also, the way the cookie crumbles. The reason that Holland even comes to Dortmund to begin with is because he then moves on eventually uh, um, to another club, and he is basically more or less in control of when that happens. I don't think there's this. Um...
1: But my issue is that's the second biggest club in Germany is also a stepping stone club. The but everybody, everybody's a stepping stone, a, stone club. But
0: everybody is a stepping stone club. Bayern, 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 was a stepping stone club for was a selling club for uh, Robert Lewandowski.
1: Oh, but I mean it's there's five. Yeah, it's there's only uh, there's
0: a there's yeah. not uh, uh, every club is a is a is a stepping stone for some people. What I mean, I'm, very you know, very few, I, very very Belusa. few pl- places are final. I mean, it's Bayern, Barcelona, Real Madrid, uh, uh, PSG. That's it, you know, and then you know, and then and the, the six premier, clubs, the big, the know. big, uh, the big Premier League
1: clubs. I mean, I don't know, six maybe. If I'm Borussia Dortmund, and, Arsenal or Spurs are on the edge. If I'm Ballistia Dortmund, I put my foot down and I make a choice, like like Don Garber keeps saying, "League of choice." But if I'm Borussia Dortmund CEO, I'm like, we have to make decisions to make Borussia Dortmund a club of choice. We have to win titles here. If you win Champions League titles here. Why do you have to go to Man City and win Champions League title there? You know, I, um, I understand what you saying. I think there's a way to strike a balance. Players move on. I get it. Like I know, I don't think Bayern Munich is a stepping stone club. I know Robert Lewandowski moved to Barcelona, but he was just seeking a new challenge for a retired. Whatever you know, I, I think Bayern Munich is a destination club. It's a club people go to spend their careers at. They win. They've got the culture of guys like uh, Thomas Muller, kind of like Marco Royce with Dortmund. And Dortmund just need to do a better job to keep their players a little longer. You know, like uh, Erling Haaland should win a title or two, then go to Manchester City, go win a couple titles there. Like the new challenge concept doesn't exist. It's like, I need a new challenge. It's like you didn't achieve the current challenge. It's like you were there for a year and a half or two years, and you won no titles, and now you're leaving. It's like, that's not a new challenge. Uh, You're going to a different challenge one that pays better one that's easier because you're surrounded by bigger towns. I understand that's natural. I understand it's the way the club crumbles. Well, I'm calling on barussia Dortmund to make a decision to change their philosophy about it a little bit. More importantly, the exception to this rule is England because they've been just for sale for any billionaire that wants to come in and make them competitive. And they've gotten competitive. Essentially, it's like someone took a bunch of clubs and put them on steroids. That's what the English Premier League did. Uh, they all got these cash injections. Now, I'm not saying I want to bastardize the Bundesliga like that. What I'm saying is the 50 plus one rule in the Bundesliga, the fans ownership of the club, which is a big part of German football identity, is very, very cool. However, it, it's maybe getting in the way of of the modern era of football. So I'm wondering, is there a way to make it much friendlier for foreign investments And foreign cash investments, not necessarily foreign as in country, just foreign as in from outside of the club, like another German. Can a German billionaire show up, give $300 million to Falvo Bochum, and and, and, and get the proper value percentage out of it without sacrificing the power of the fans? Does 51% ownership have to be a necessity for fan control? That's what I'm saying.
0: So you want to have your cake and you want to eat it eat too. It too. You, want to, you
1: want to just have right, somebody
0: write checks. I mean, that does happen, right? We have RB Leipzig. We have Hoffenheim, Wolfsburg, these teams that have. Get that did, that yeah. did receive, yeah, that, that do receive these like cash influxes from, from investors, even like on a smaller scale, Augsburg with the Pepe transfer, right. things like that. Tepper, right? David but
1: Tepper. then. Uh, um, but it seems those incentives are limited. We need to increase those incentives.
0: I mean, the 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 Premier League budgets are insane, you know, like it's like uh uh and I think it's also I think it's also a little bit of a chicken and an egg question, you know. Are you gonna have better teams? You know, have you if you manage the teams better and you because it's not all about I mean, you've seen this in the Bundesliga in the past that teams used to uh uh get in there into the Bayern Right. And this Bayern, this Bayern dynasty, we'll see how long how long it lasts. I mean, this 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 year's team seems good, and with Mane and they've they've they seem to also have smart young players waiting that are going to be good. So right, that machine maybe this keeps this uh, this that machine may may just keep going. But uh, there's also other there's other teams that could come, and then you have then you have to build on that. This is the problem. I think historically in the Bundesliga that these teams then squander these opportunities, like Dortmund in the past or Schalke, like you're saying, they have these periods of success, but then cannot leverage them into in financial the way that success. Bayern has into right. into continuous financial financial success, and that's where really you know these teams are just just uh, just it's just up to them to really make this make this consistently work. And I still think that Dortmund is going to be more competitive this year. And I think that they did well with these Holland replacements, and and uh, I think they're going to be a better team. They're going to be defensively better, and so I am not ready to just to, to just completely uh, rule them out as contenders. But yeah, I know I see what you're saying. It's like, but 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 you but the, the Premier League also exists, also sort of on a on a larger scale has the same advantages because now this is the most popular league uh they have enormous tv revenues they have right. uh, uh teams that have influx of like we we're saying billionaire money chelsea just got handed over from from right. one billionaire
1: to the next billionaire but uh um i mean a club like crystal palace or fulham can probably offer the same, if not better, contracts than a Dortmund and uh, Gladbach can.
0: You know what I mean? I so, don't think that's. I, I don't think in the case of Fulham that's true. But in but I know what you're saying. Yeah, in general that's yeah, true. May, maybe yeah. Maybe it's
1: a little bit of exaggeration. But like the smallest English Premier League clubs have a financial power that can rival most mid level clubs of any of the other big leagues.
0: Um, but so. yeah, but also but these they're also. Uh, uh, it's a it's a financial tightrope you know these these teams have especially in the championship once you get relegated these championships teams um spent like a hundred and eight ten percent on average i think of their income on salary so they 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 all operated a deficit so is that sustainable long term who knows we'll
1: see yeah i mean there's better ways for that too umbrella the, the big thing is you get an umbrella payment I think when you get relegated, you get extra funds for a year or two to ease the financial blow. There's just, I think, I think just financial. I'm, I'm not saying the blow of the Bundesliga. I, th- I love the Bundesliga. I love I love their fan culture. You- what I'm saying is, I'm worried that there is a systematic glitch in the league where Bayern Munich is the only club that doesn't have to worry about the bottom line so hard. So clubs, in order to survive, have to sell off their successful assets the minute they get them. You know, as opposed to what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. which is like and like like start building them up and build a team culture and focusing on winning championships. You know, uh, uh, ger- German soccer executives are probably the most talented soccer execs in the world. That's why so many of them. I-, I think Germany has the only program where you can actually be certified as a soccer executive. The DFB has like a uh, sport director program. Program. No one else really has that. You know, and it's why you're seeing a lot of guys like Lutz van Stiel and Ernst Tana, and the guy up in Vancouver. I forgot his name. Joachim. I forgot his name. Right, there's right. just there's a lot of German execs coming here to the States being great sport, sports directors because they have to be. They have to be incredibly astute and very talented. And it's almost this pat on the head for being like a budget saver with your free signings and your scouting. And at the end of the day, it's like, why can't one or two of the other bigger clubs not have to worry about that so much? Why can't Borussia Dortmund buy Anthony Modest and Sebastian Haller and keep Erling Haaland for depth? To have all three and have them compete for a spot. Uh, why can't they have all these great youth players coming through uh, to? You know, like uh, what I'm saying is like, why does Borussia Dortmund, you know, the Burger King to Bayern Munich's McDonald's? What? Why do they have to keep their eye on their books? And why are they motivated to sell all their high value asset players? almost more so than thinking about designing a championship. What I'm saying is, like, I'm worried the system is a little flawed. We're just going to be this downward cycle where Byron Mitchell is just going to get richer and richer, and the other clubs are just vying for survival. And I think something's got to give. So what I'm saying, it's something to think about. So, How can we alleviate that a little bit? How can we make the financial strain a little bit less on some of these clubs? You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say, again, in the in the case of Dortmund, I don't think it's a – the problem is not a lack of funds. The problem is inconsistency you know inconsistency. Well, they'll in their, say in their it's management. a lack
1: of funds. Didn't, didn't – uh, I think Watzke came out and said, like, listen, I know we made 400 million euros and things, but we had to pay – he's just like, we have to – we have three times more the expenses that other clubs from overseas have and blah, 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 essentially justifying why he doesn't really reinvest in players. And he's not necessarily wrong, you know. But I'm saying that needs to be fixed because it's uh, the all other thing is what's the economics of all this like uh, here in MLS and probably in England too. Owners play a loss. The clubs don't have to be financially successful. That's not really the name of the game. These are play toys for rich people that can lose money.
0: Well, so, but that also depends in the case of Man United, their owners, they take a lot of money out of their club. They have right. basically finance the whole Transaction as a leveraged buyout, so they take they take a lot of money.
1: And look at them—is uh, that a success? Money, is that the kind of success of you want to see? They haven't won in how long it's been eight, ten years or whatever. Right. You know, we don't want to see that either. So, you know. uh it's it's just yeah, it's just the soccer economics are more of a wild card outside of Germany. Inside Germany, it's pretty well um, uh, regulated. What I'm saying is, I'm wondering if that regulation is leading to a systemic glitch in which Deutsches Fußball is kaput. Maybe Bayern München wins every year if they don't do anything. You know what I mean? That's just my fear. That's my fear. That's my anxiety talking here. I just want to offer that as a concept to keep an eye on, as it's probably been the biggest theme of Deutsches Fußball as of late. Is there a way, you know, in in 2000, they modernized it. They made the clubs for profit as opposed to non-for-profits that they used to be. You know, they, they've made financial decisions in the past to play catch-up. I think they have to make a couple more financial decisions to keep playing catch-up a little bit. I don't know. It is the way it is. You know, can fans still have control but, but not necessarily have 51% of the financial stake of their clubs with laws and regulation? That's a possibility. Uh, uh And to incentivize more uh, foreign investment to just have the clubs be financially more secure. To be able to compete with other leagues and uh, to be able to hold on to some of their players and not be such an exporter league that they're becoming, you know. So that's just my little. That's my that's that's the question I bring to you, listeners. Something to think about. You know, I love the league, but if you love it, you have to make sure it's healthy. And I'm wondering if that is what needs to happen in Deutsches Fußball. That's that's maybe more my American point of view, but that's what I offer. Any final thoughts, or do you want to move on to a quick Americana Amer- Americana session? Session of Americana. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I, uh, real quick, just want to say Americans crushing England, Leeds United, great game. Brendan Aronson, they're gushing over Brendan oh, yeah. Aronson coming from Salzburg. Brendan uh, Aronson
0: should have had it. I picked, uh, I drafted uh, Brendan Aronson into my Premier League fantasy team, and I was very upset that that second goal was right. called an was called an own goal that should have been his
1: well i don't think he touched it i think th- there's video on twitter of him mouthing to one of his teammates i didn't touch it so um, he didn't touch it, i don't think right. uh but he, he definitely was a key figure of both of the goals not just one but both of them yeah. uh and he's fast he's on point and coming from Salzburg, it's quite a jump And he seemed to train like it's only been again one or two games but He's coming in hard. He's coming in fast. Jesse Marsh getting into a fight with the Portuguese coach Bruno Lager or whatever on the on the touch field. Very curious what that was about. Um, but I love the seeing the passion. I love the lead starting with three points. And I got a little special place in my heart for Leeds and Fulham, the two more American Premier League clubs this season. So good on him. Good on him. Um, uh, Jordan Pifak scored a goal. I'm trying to think uh, if there's any other big yanks abroad news. Um, do you have any Yanks abroad or Germans abroad? We talked about Pascal Gross doing well. Pascal
0: Gross, who I didn't even know, who I didn't even was know German. was German. <laughs>
1: uh, Timo Vanna coming back to RB Leipzig. Timo is coming back to
0: Leipzig. We're going to find out if he can go home again.
1: Vana and Nkuku. I look forward to that strike partnership. And please, yeah. please keep Nkuku. Don't sell him to Liverpool at Christmas time, please. Um, uh, as my source saying. and then we had MLS. Oh, back stateside because the league, it's nothing fresh about this league. We're going. We had some big friendlies. We have a big, 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 big game coming up on Wednesday. You know what that game is? It's the All Star game. The MLS All Star Super game. Boo, bing, bong, bing. (laughs) I am, of course, being facetious. I couldn't tell you who's on the roster uh it's a lot of we fun a lot of we have to but well alex, a lot alex, of we got
0: yeah. uh sean johnson alex collins and uh tati Casianos. So we're supposed to go tati's in spain alex collins is heard so it's just going to be sean johnson
1: sean john good for him good for him um you know uh it's gareth bale on he had a great goal over the weekend and the league tends to i don't think so on. i think
0: he came uh, he came too, too fresh too 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 fresh for the all-star fresh too fresh
1: well, anyway, so my, Bulls, my New York uh, Red Bulls,
0: they got a shutout. Got a shutout on. Got a shutout on Saturday. That's a positive.
1: Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, We had a game on Tuesday against the Colorado Rapids at home, that did and out. we lost that game five to four, which was a bonkers game. It was five to three. We 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 had two goal leads twice. We blew them there towards the end, and and, and, and Tom Barlow. Got a late minute equalizer. I was jumping out of my seat. He was like a hair, offside, breaking my heart, breaking my heart. But some positive signs from Barlow hitting the back of the net a couple times over the past couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, But we lost five to four at home to Colorado. Okay, this is a uh, Nealis has been having some rough games. Um, And the other big thing is the whole summer transfer window. Red Bull had nothing to offer, but at the death. They had two relatively obscure loan agreements done. So it wasn't nothing. We had Kyle Duncan's coming back, which is huge. Huge. I love Kyle Duncan. And again, kind of like my issue with German clubs, New York Red Bulls don't spend any money. And the minute one of their players are decent, they're like, yeah, go away. Have fun. Go. Like, I wish they put more effort into keeping, retaining Kyle Duncan's services. Just like I'm really hoping they're going to put forth effort to retaining Aaron Long's services. Uh, despite his, his his bad performances as of late. So, but they got nice Kyle Duncan back, back, and we solved a number nine issue, did we? We got a young, obscure Brazilian guy on loan from Grêmio who scored two goals in the second Brazilian division last year. So we'll see if he can be our superstar number nine and he can light up the league and score a million goals. We'll see, we'll see. But we got <laughs> some sort of number nine. Uh, and then, yes, over the weekend, we played the D.C. Scum, our great rivals, D.C. United, and it was a very, very boring scoreless draw. We got a point on the road. I mean, that's got to
0: be you got to count that Fine. as a as a step up, though, just because you've been like, be we have just been yeah. hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging
1: goals. We let 13 goals go past us in, I think, three games. Yes. Yeah, so which just... is way too much. And Carlos Cornell is in great form. He—it's not been blunders to him, except maybe once or twice. Carlos Cornell is in great form. It's our defense. Our defense is thin. We don't have depth. It's a little too young. But now we got Kyle Duncan in to fix that. <laughs> so well, maybe Tom Edwards will be back. Hopefully, he's still there's a chance he's going to go back to England. I hope he stays. But you know, a uh, 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 Gerhard Struber riling up the troops, telling the fans. Hey, listen, we have unsigned DPs. They're not giving me any support. Uh, don't blame the players. <laughs> like quelling fires. Not, not 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 overwhelmingly positive things to say about RFO. Uh, just saying, like, listen, this is what we got. We're a young team. We're not any more ready to win the cup this year than we were last year, but don't blame the players. <laughs> so what he said. And it's like, great. Uh, we are <laughs> rumored. Sign a 33 year old out of contract check striker. Maybe he'll come by. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We're still in fourth place. We got a point. We just got to, you know, it's a psychological game at this point. Get your head up. Keep playing. Your system's working. You're getting points. We're still in position for the playoffs, you know. So hopefully, hopefully, we have a good, stronger second half of the season as we enter our final 10 game stretch here for the regular season. Uh, so that's the Red Bulls. Not looking great, but we're hoping DC is the sign of them picking it up moving forward. Uh, NYCFC anyway, had kind of a rough game over the weekend, right? Yeah, it was a weird game. I was on the beach.
0: This is, this was the rare game that I did not see in its entirety. I usually really there's not a not a whole lot of that's times. Why? That that, not a that's whole why. lot of times that that happens, maybe.
1: They I lost watched like, you
0: know, this was the uh this was uh, it was fish taco night at our uh, our get together. And so nice. I watched it. I watched it sort of on my phone for 20 minutes. I got excited when we got the early lead, but then giving up those, those two kind of cheap goals shortly thereafter, I just turned it off. I was like, this is just not looking good. And so it's fish taco time. It's, fish uh, time. it's uh, let's focus on the, let's focus on the cocktails and the fish tacos on offer. Nice. And so, uh, yeah, I can't even, I don't even have a lot of analysis to offer other than yeah. Sean Johnson had a, didn't have a great game. We had such a we've had a we've had a four game shutout streak going again. So defensively, we seem to have recovered, and uh, now it seems. I mean, and of course, these were this was not a great performance. Alex Collins is hurt. That's definitely a problem. Our mm-hmm. our Superman center back. So defensively, we'll see how that develops, and then yeah, the offense just without Tati has not is not quite working.
1: And so that's in a, that's in progress well thankfully the team you're catching also had themselves a rough weekend yeah Philly also lost in Cincinnati Cincinnati and Cincinnati is secretly having themselves a pretty good season yeah. uh Cincinnati just acquired again this is sort of a New York Red Bulls thing of you know we sold Matt Miyake many years ago he was a great young talent blah. now he's back in the league and he's going to Cincinnati new york rebels couldn't find space for matt miazga i would love to have brought matt miazga back i love matt miazga he gets the red bull system he's one of our own he's from jersey i think is that uh, official i heard that that was in the works is that is that i happening? believe it's been signed i believe it's been oh, signed okay. again maybe i maybe i jumped the gun too much i know um just like matthew hoppy is heading to middlesbrough i'm pretty sure that is, is is relatively official yeah that's uh that seems to be pretty official and then Matt yeah. Miazga Cincinnati, I believe. Yeah, FC Cincinnati three days ago. FC Cincinnati required Matt Miazga. Oh, okay. FC. Oh, yeah. a, while, I was, so while I was on the beach. Yeah, yeah, it's official. Matt Miazga at FC Cincinnati. You know, Josie Althorne the needed a club. They sent him to Mexico. There's a lot of former New York Red Bulls players that need a home, and New York Red Bulls need players, and they're not offering them as a home. So that's just a little thing on my side. would have mm-hmm. been nice to collect a Matt Miazga, collect a Josie. For um, him to come back, yeah. Yeah, why not? Just like, you know, uh, maybe it's me, but as a club, I, A, love creating players, and B, I love accepting those players to come back, too. Like, like, let them go. Let them go off to Europe for 10 years, and then come back here. Finish with us. And then come back, yeah. yeah, uh, 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 Share your wisdom. I think that's a sign of a a pretty good club. Uh, But unfortunately, the New York Rebels are, if you're gone, you're gone. We keep them young, we keep them cheap. Uh, So good on for Cincinnati uh good on for chicago fire we have another yeah great game everybody's over Charlotte. yeah
0: they're in the play they're in a playoff
1: spot now yeah, in a playoff i mean spot the east
0: now. the east is very very tight i mean from from five to 13 it's seven points
1: toronto toronto Might now be. seems 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 Might uh be. maybe they are having a chance Doing a late um, minute, doing a late minute thing. LaFC New is England, dominant. New England, New England, is...
0: yeah. LaFC is now running away with the Supporters' Shield.
1: I mean, they're, they the, got only, another they're the
0: only team. Yeah, they're the only team that uh, won of the top teams this week. A comfortable so, yeah, Gareth Bale
1: with a great Maradona like like single running in the box. Yeah, that's good. His, but LaFC acquired another forward. It's like LaFC. The Why? Puig, how many forwards Puig, do you need? The
0: Barcelona guy, right? What is his name?
1: No, 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 no. That's LA Galaxy. LA oh, Galaxy right. acquired Ricky Puig. That'll be interesting signing because he's like a young up-and-comer. He's a number eight, I think. He's a box-to-box midfielder. Now, LAFC acquired some Gambon International. Uh, let me look up. Um, number nine, and, and they have the Christian Arango who scored a goal over the weekend, who well, for whatever reason, seems like they're trying to push out. Uh, but LAFC, in addition to that, signed a number nine. From Gambon. Let me look them up right now. Um, Dennis Bowanga to a DP contract. All oh, right. They signed a new DP last week. Isn't that bonkers, Bjorn? Like I can't I mean, get over it. Dennis really? Bowanga from Gambon DP. Gareth Bale and um uh Chiellini not signed a DP contract. Yeah, they're care. doing they're
0: doing well. Chiellini... <laughs> Chiellini with a crazy handball in that game, like yeah. entering, enter firmly, firmly in his Vegas phase, I guess. Yeah,
1: two two-handed
0: bump. I two-handed think the whistle volleyball, I, volleyball. Yeah,
1: I think in his defense, the whistle did go. I think, but like, yeah, that was what fine, the probably. whistle. No, did it not? No, there was a whistle. Oh. No, oh, I this saw, I saw on, it on. Yeah, it
0: went over his head. He had some cover it's not like he was he, I mean if he was the last line he would have gotten a red card guaranteed this used to be i think the rules have changed This used to be automatic red card like deliberate handball like that but not, yeah. no no more no more
1: Wow. And,
0: and uh yeah but that was just that was pretty ridiculous
1: yeah i'm not you know having a good time yeah I no I, like, uh, I don't know
0: LIFC is signing everyone and it seems to be working i was i thought they would struggle to integrate all these people so far so far, that's not the case. So far, they're not. Uh, they're they're just the juggernaut. They're the 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 MLS juggernaut. Right? And we'll have to see how they do in the playoffs. This has happened before that they ran was, away with the Supporters Shield, and then
1: happened before. On. Happens every year. I say Bjorn. Like, does it do pay mean? to be the juggernaut during regular season? Oh, for any for
0: in general, right, right. But for LAFC, this has happened before.
1: Oh, right. Well, for anybody. And this happened in 2019. They they went with that famous Barb Badley interview, though. Like, who's asking those questions? Who's asking those questions? When Sebastian right. Salazar says, like, Carlos Vela is scoring. What's up with him? Anyway, uh, they have another season. And just like New England Revolution and many teams before that, Philly Union, I think, dealt with this. If you're having a great regular season – that means squat when it comes to playoffs. So Yeah, there was I, I, a and and even and even
0: after winning the title. I, there was a stat, I don't know if we talked about it here. There was a stat that I read, I think, before the most recent streak, but a couple of weeks ago that said, said that NYCFC was the defending champion with the highest point total in the subsequent season uh in the history of the league. What? Well, how that
1: subsequent point. say that again. What?
0: For of all the defending champions in MLS history, no one at that point when I read the stat a couple of weeks ago, no one at that point in the season had had more points than NYCFC.
1: Oh, you mean in this current? That is in that the, is interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah so again, that, uh, there is yeah. there
0: is usually there is usually a slump, and so mm-hmm. in the scheme of things, we're still doing pretty well, even though you know
1: most recently we haven't been. But we'll see. Seattle Sounders, let's see what they're doing. They're Everything right is very, top.
0: very close in the yeah. West, too. There's a lot of teams that are in the mix. and uh, But, yeah, the supporters' shield seems to be – it's going to be hard to – to for
1: anyone Colorado that... with a couple of good wins. Um, but Seattle Sounders and LA Galaxy are right on the outside looking in, and they're making a run for it. Uh, yeah, things are tight. Things are tight as we enter the last 10 games of the season, the last third of the regular season. Orlando City to Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami also has been picking themselves up for the bootstraps. Gonzalo Higuain Mm -hmm. has been showing up. He's been scoring goals. Inter-Miami might put themselves in for a shout in the playoffs. I would love for Cincinnati to make the playoffs because they're – teams that have great off-field support but can never get the act together on the field always break my heart. Like Toronto was like that for a long time. Cincinnati is like that. You know, I'm hoping – like, because I want to see soccer do well in this country – and I want the fans who are excited to show up. I wanted to be. I want them to be excited about something. You know, what Orlando was like that too. They had a great crowds. Orlando is like a ghost town right now. People aren't showing up to those games. New England, New York, Rebels. No one's going to those games. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different thing. So Thanks. it's it's sad to see when teams kind of lose their buzz and start losing their fans and stuff. You don't want to see that. And, and, and soccer in this country needs help. So anyway. For a really proud, passionate club like Cincinnati, with their support, I really hope they get a run in the playoffs this year. They deserve it. They deserve it. Um, at least that their fans deserve it. Their fans deserve it. Yeah, yeah. You That's know, um, what I'll say. That. So yeah, excellent. MLS keeps k- kicking along. Yanks abroad. We got some Spain, and Italy coming up. Curious how Luca De La Torre will do. Curious how so what- Castellanos will do. Shanti
0: Cassiano says three games, three goals. He scored. I mean, they've all been all preseason, all preseason. So not, uh, you know, that it really doesn't matter. But yeah, I don't. I yeah, I hope he's. I hope he kills it. That'd be great. Um. So what about this All Star Game? You don't. You were sort of. (laughs) I don't know. Ribbon, ribbon me for not caring about these these preseason friendlies. You don't care about the All Star Game.
1: I mean, I'm okay with it. It's fun. I like, you know, it was funny, last year, or the year before, maybe both years, when they have those mini games between the players. That's fun. I kind of like that. That's fun. Oh, you like see the, that.
0: the crossbar challenge. Yeah, like when like that, when
1: yeah. when Achache Héctor Herrera came with Atletico Madrid buds. And then I also loved when like uh, uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz and I forgot what was that young guy. I don't know there was some young Orlando guy everyone's excited about. It's just nice when the when the, the Liga MX stars and the MLS stars have fun together. That's fun. I'm fine with that. Uh, uh, you know the yeah. game is fine. I'm not against the game. I think it's fun. I, I just think I think it's fun. I think it's American tradition. Yeah, I'll uh, watch it. I think there's no way to solve it. Yeah, I'll probably if I can watch it. I think it's on a Wednesday, right? Or is on so Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll try to watch it. You know, but it's just a fun. It's just a party. That's all I'm going to say. It's a party. that's fun that exists. Um, but it's it's one of those American sports traditions that they're trying to. Uh, I, I I, I enjoy
0: right. I enjoy this format of the 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 MLS yeah. All Stars against the Liga MX All Stars. The the preseason picking like a preseason European team. I thought was always uh, was always or, an odd an I odd remember choice.
1: Remember the Bayern Mention game in Portland. Oh yeah, that was
0: yeah, where where Pip Guardiola wouldn't shake to Caleb shake Porter's. Caleb Porter's
1: hand. And yeah, the whole time it's, Caleb just like, it's just not the same. Like, no, no, no. Because uh, they're like you were too rough. But again, it was a thing. Where it's like this is our All Star game. This is a big deal for us. So like, and I don't know.
0: Yeah, but it shouldn't. But then you. I think it makes sense to then play a team of other all stars versus right. uh, a, a team in preseason who really doesn't care, and then there's this like extra uh, this this added layer of uh, com- you know like oh this is some kind of a indicator for the MLS's place in the world, like right. if, which is all oh, which is not. It's like if you're playing a team in preseason it means nothing. Yeah. So this is better. I like this format. I'm down. I'm going to watch it.
1: How many Americans will be playing under the All Star game, do you think?
0: Uh a few. I mean, I'd have to catch me well, hey, well, up. Sean yeah. I haven't Johnson really, like yeah, Sean Johnson, Walker maybe.
1: Zimmerman is is in there. Uh oh, maybe Brandon Vasquez gets a shout. That'd be nice. Brandon yeah. Vasquez, real quick. Next man up. You're up. Brandon Vasquez, you're up. Uh Ricardo Pepe's done. Uh all right, Brandon Vasquez, you're up. Scoring, scoring up a goal, he's probably going to play for the U.S. in September, I'd imagine. Maybe he's going to get that last-minute ticket to Qatar. I mean, if we played tomorrow, Brandon Vasquez, if we played Wales tomorrow, I'm wondering if Brandon Vasquez would be our starting nine. Or he'd at least come off the bench for Jesus Ferreira, I think. So right as the things stand now, Brandon Vasquez in the shout for last-minute, young, forward addition. We've had this before. Hercules Gomez comes to mind from the 2010 World Cup. Teams do this where someone's in form right before the World mm-hmm. Cup. They'll bring them. And Brandon Vasquez is up for that job yeah, right so. now. So good. There's audience.
0: lots of them. There's Paul Ariola' in the All-Star game. Jesus Ferreira is. Brandon Vasquez is Tati's replacement. Jakob Gleznes is Alex Collins' replacement. Jordan Morris is in the All-Star game. Jakob um, Gleznes
1: is American?
0: No. But he's uh, he's just he's a late uh he's a late edition. Yeah. Darlington Nagby is in the there's a lot of Americans in the All-Star. Good, game. Good. Aaron Long, Aaron Long.
1: Yeah. Um A-Long. maybe he can get his mojo back. Kamal yeah.
0: Kamal Miller is is Canadian, but he's a domestic, he's a domestic, domestic. player. That's DeAndre, just my thing. DeAndre the want... There's Good. lots of lots of Americans. Lots of Americans.
1: Good. Good. Um I yeah. want I want American, I want domestics to get minutes. So at the end of the day, that's what this league is all about—domestic league, opportunities for domestic players. So uh, I am excited to, um, you know, although it could be fun, um, you know, whatever. I just think it's it's just right now. It's just right now in a time of like all the major leagues are starting, and MLS is entering its final phase. You know, uh, it's just the All Star Game is a fun party, but it's very much on the bottom of you know what we had here in LA last week at SoFi. We had a packed doubleheader with LA Galaxy versus Club America and LAFC versus someone. I forgot who, maybe Atlas or something. But it was a packed, so oh, Stadium. Oh, the, the Leagues Cup showcase, whatever it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just friendly. I don't, they called it the Leagues Cup, which confuses the crap out of me because it wasn't the Leagues Cup. Leagues Cup's not until next summer. Right. So it, it was, was, I like guess, the a League's small Cup precursor. Yeah. Showcase just a series of friendlies. I don't know. But uh it was in SoFi, it was packed, the atmosphere was amazing from what I understand. The field there is a little thin, it's 68 yards wide, thinner than NYCFC's field. So they're gonna have to do like a five million dollar renovation before the World Cup on a stadium that was just built, which I think is crazy, but it is what it is. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> they are playing League's Cup Showcase Friendly, yeah, exactly. Uh and 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 and, uh from Daniel Young. Hey Daniel Young, shout out to Daniel Young. And uh I just want to say it was a cool event happening in LA. It's a big thing. You had the Rose Ball, we had Juventus with Real Madrid. Soccer's a happening all summer. But I'm excited for the leagues to finally start. And as, as excited as I am for the MLS All Star game, uh it's sort of on the bottom of the list of all the stuff that's going on, you know. You got all sorts of other stuff going on.
0: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So,
1: uh, but it's also right for MLS news. So, maybe there's a Las Vegas expansion announcement coming along, maybe there's a TV deal update. There's going to be maybe some big news coming this week cuz All-Star game is we'll usually see. a news release
0: event too. Maybe this maybe NYCFC stadium.
1: I <laughs> don't yeah, you know. You know. Well, no, this is what it is. This is what it is. Uh, there's got you know, you know that famous David Copperfield got rid of the Statue of Liberty thing when, when in the '90s, the big thing. David mm-hmm. Copperfield, famous magician, one of his big tricks was disappearing with the Statue of Liberty. He had a whole sheet and then flipped the sheet down. It was a whole TV event in the '90s, whole thing. Uh, this is what I want: Don Garber's All Star um, event. I want it to be in the same place. I want it to be on Liberty Island, just like David Copperfield was. I want there to be a giant sheet behind him. And I want Dunn Garber to deliver a state of league address. Like, and lastly, NYCFC's new stadium. And he pulls the sheet off, and there's just an already built, <laughs> thirty thousand seater, like beautiful light blue stadium, just hanging out in the skyline behind him. He's like, voila! <laughs> Starting next week, NYCFC gets their new stadium. You know, it's like been this secret project over the last few years. They have not told anyone about. I would love if that if i were the league commissioner i would do whatever it takes to do to pull something like that off i would bribe whoever i would consistently cover it in tarps <laughs>
0: we'll have a secret stadium amazing i love it i love that
1: idea Frick- yeah cool anyway uh do you have any other big thoughts bjorn billenbaum or schnitzel sorry <laughs> I got doxed. You got I, I think you. that's <laughs> that's fine. I think that's it. I think we
0: have uh yeah, lots to look forward to the season. We could do a little yeah. No, it's all good. Great. We cover, great job. Great. we job. cover
1: the German American football experience?
0: I, I my my German American football experience happened mostly on the beach this weekend. So I feel like we hey. did a great job covering it.
1: No, that's what always happens. I love the beach. I love the beach. <laughs> Hey man, time for the beach. We got to go and play on the beach. We're gonna do a live schnitzel Boys episode from Malibu, California. Oh, let's go when? Oh man, whenever, man, whenever you want to come out here, uh live, hit the waves, bro. In Malibu, California, we'd be surrounded by all sorts of Germans that got out. <laughs> they're all, they're there, they're there. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, right. this has been this latest episode of Schnitzel Boys. Uh, we are on podcasts, wherever podcasts are. Please rate and review. We have no ratings and no reviews. Uh, why don't you rate us? Why don't you review us? Help us out. Help us out. Tell your friends we're on YouTube. Like us, subscribe us, watch us on YouTube. Comment, talk to us, email us. schnitzelboyspod at gmail.com. This is a club, a club of German American soccer supporters, mainly American soccer supporters, I'm sure. And we want you to be a part of. Uh, uh, Our fun little club here on Monday nights. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, tschüss. Tschüss. Tschüss, nächste Woche.